Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Featuring Blake, Boomer, and CG Nasty. Let's make gambling great again. All right, folks, welcome back. We're live, Deep Fried Bets Podcast, Chapter uh, 2.10, 2.11, somewhere in there. Uh, we are we're gearing up for uh, the playoffs in both college football and NFL. NFL is not quite as far away. But, yeah, this is 2.10, Deep Fried Bets uh, Podcast. Moving on along, got Boomer and CG Nasty back with us. I think CG Nasty gets to take the floor, though, because last week, Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just go ahead and play it for you. I mean, we'll go ahead and play it for you right here. Hey, Collier, what is your Stone Cold? Ah, uh, man, me and Stone Cold drinking cold ones on the back porch, as always. Budweiser's instead of America, shotgun them. It was a fucking great time. And uh, my bet of the week is I'm taking Trump plus 500 to beat Hillary's ass on Tuesday. That's right, folks. You heard <laughs> it. This motherfucker last Wednesday night, Stone Cold Steve Austin Lock of the Week, Donald Trump to be the next president. Call you the floor is yours. I mean, come on, guys. When Stone Cold says something, it becomes truth. I could see in between all those expert polls. And I took the money, and I grabbed it, and I just took it with me. I heard that uh, was uh, was Donald Trump going to make Stone Cold the uh, Secretary of the Interior? Uh, Secretary of Defense. He will be the Secretary of Defense. Ah, oh, shit, it sounds like he's more of an offense kind of guy. <laughs> no, um, hell of a call, though, Carter. Hell of a call. Oh. Um, <clears throat> overall, though, on the weekend last week, you went 6-8. Uh, and eight. Hey, that's pretty good. But, <laughs> but guess what? We gave you three extra wins. Surprise. You get three extra wins <laughs> yeah. for calling that Donald Trump. Pushing last week's record to 9-8. and eight. Uh, Boomer, 7-7. Seven and seven. With a bold stone cold lock of the Arkansas money line, yep. so just trying to win some people money out there. Might have uh, some more of a little bit of a taste for you this what a, week. Hit what that. a call, dude! Good call. And uh, six and eight for me. Also hit my lock of the week, Georgia Southern three and zero in locks. Uh, so we're doing pretty good there. So this week we're going to do some more college football. We're going to do some more NFL football. We're going to do some more vault, and we're going to have three more Stone Cold Steve Austin locks of the week for you. But I might uh, even have some more uh, political political lines. I don't know. We'll see about that. We've got a uh, we've got a special guest joining us here shortly. Uh, Ty Duffy. He's from thebiglead.com. Um, good stuff. We're going to talk a little college football with Ty. He's been on the money the last two weeks. He does a little column ten and zero in his last uh, two weeks on college football gambling. So we'll see if he's wow. got any nuggets for us there. Um, yeah, so we're uh, we're trying to rebound a little bit. Overall, Boomer had 500. Me and Carter had losing records. Carter's got bumped up because I mean he took Trump plus yep. 500. Crazy stuff. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that's uh, he gets a little bit of a, a fair fair bump right there. Uh, I almost took it at plus 800. Plus 800. Yeah, I didn't see those odds, but I think Trump or Hillary was getting there towards the end of the night. You could probably get a little plus 800 action on her. So yeah. did you actually stay up through the duration of it? Yeah, I stayed up till one thirty, and I think they called it at one forty-five. So if I would stayed up fifteen more minutes, I could have found out who was president. Well, that's some very riveting stuff. Why don't we go ahead and start winning the people some money? All right, fair enough. Let's do that. Uh, we'll start off with Ty though. Um, before we get into our college football, we'll, uh, we'll hit with our special guest of the week, Ty Duffy. All right, we'd like to thank Ty Duffy uh, from TheBigLead.com for joining us. Again, that's Ty Duffy, senior writer of TheBigLead.com. You can catch him on Twitter at Ty Duffy. Uh, Ty's going to join us to talk a little college football this weekend. How are you doing t- this evening, Ty? Uh, I'm all right. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Glad you could join us. Um, so, dwindling down to the end of the college football season, um, just got the second set of playoff rankings. Uh, any, any big surprises out of the rankings last night for you? Uh, not really. I mean, I think, you know, the, uh, the top four were pretty clear. I think they were pretty clear last week when the, but the committee decided to put Texas A&M in there for some reason. I mean, I think if you're looking at the playoff situation, you know, it's going to be, uh, right now it's Clemson, 
Alabama, uh, the Ohio State, Michigan winner, and Washington right now, unless something uh, you know, dramatic happens toward the end of the season. Right. So, out of those four, who's the best team you've seen so far? Um, I, yeah, I'm not really going out of a limb here, but I would have to say Alabama. I mean, I think yeah, you, know, you just look at the way that they just basically dismantle you know very good teams. Yeah, you know, they played a tough schedule. Yeah, they're I mean the amount of, you know, just defensive and special teams touchdowns and, you know, in addition to their dominant running game, you know, this, this, this is like basically they're the most uh, well-rounded, best, most dominant team. They played, I think they've been tested more often than the other major powers this year and they passed the test. All right. Was there anybody maybe outside of the top four that you were surprised was that high or that low? Um, it's tough to say. I mean, I, I, these these rankings are, uh, you know, I, I don't really take them that seriously because right. you know, you know, it, it's I, I don't really understand the point of doing a top twenty five. I mean, I, I think my biggest surprise is that uh, USC. I, I, I think they're. I mean, I, I think if you look at this team, I think they're. Uh, you know, they're a pretty good team. Yeah, you know, they've won five straight. They've uh, you know four of them by three touchdowns. The other one was over Colorado. I think they're a little undervalued in the rankings, maybe. And I think, you know, you have some teams, uh, Florida State, maybe, New York, you know, Florida State, you look at them, who have they, you know, actually beaten. Yeah, so I think there's, I think USC is probably the undervalued team, I think. So speaking of USC, you think they got any shot of uh, knocking off Washington this weekend? Um, yeah, I do, actually. They, uh, if you look at Washington, I mean, it's hard to really pick a flaw. They do everything pretty well. But if you want to look at sort of one vulnerability, uh, their their rush defense isn't that amazing. They yeah they they shut out like basically you know held uh, the weaker opponents under their schedule under one yard of carry, which has yeah so their stats are still pretty good. But if you look at games against you know Oregon, Oregon State, uh, you have teams that can run Arizona, teams that can teams that uh, really establish the run and make that a focal point. Uh, yeah, I've had some success there. And, you know, that's basically what USC is going to try to do. So I think USC has a definite shot in the game this weekend. So what other what other games are you looking forward to this weekend other than that USC-Washington game? Uh, it's tough to say. I mean, there's it's not the greatest uh, slate of games. I mean, there's, I guess there's LSU-Arkansas if you're, you're really concerned who the third or fourth best team in the SEC West is. But, I mean, the, I think that's the only ranked uh, game between ranked teams. Uh, yeah, I'm a, a big time guy uh, from Michigan, so I'm going to be looking at Minnesota uh, and Nebraska. Yeah, they're, I think uh, both those teams are tied at the top of the uh, uh, Big Ten West, and yeah, Minnesota's definitely still alive in that race. I think that's going to be an interesting one. Um, you know, beyond that, I mean, I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Michigan grad, so I'll be watching Michigan and Iowa. You know, I think it's basically the one thing that could derail the uh, Michigan Ohio State finish at the end of the season. So that'll be an interesting one, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's pretty weak slate of games. A lot of double digit spreads. Uh, you know, it's not it's not going to be the most entertaining. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that uh, Michigan Iowa game. You think there's any any chance of a trap game there, possibly Ohio State Penn State type deal, or is uh, Michigan just too good for Iowa? Uh, I think I, I think Michigan will win this game, and I think it, I don't think I think it'll be pretty comfortable, but I don't. Yeah, it's going to be sort of like their Michigan State win where, you know, I think 21 and a half points uh, heading to Kinnick uh, on the road, you know, night game. You know, that's usually a tough trip for Michigan, you know, over the years. I think that's too many points, but I think Michigan will, uh, I think Michigan will win, you know, that game by maybe two touchdowns, maybe pull away late. But you know, I think Iowa will give them a fight at least for a while. Yeah, they don't get too many night games there. Um, so... We talked about that a little bit. Let's kind of look at the Heisman race, if we can, for a second. Is there anybody taking Jackson down? Not really. No. I mean, if you, I mean, he's not going to be playing any significant games, which is a disadvantage. But you know, his statistical dominance is so great that I, I really don't. And, I, and there, there hasn't really been like another challenger to really step up. So I, I think he's. The clear far away front runner. I, I, you know, I, I don't really know who has an opportunity to catch him. I mean, I think you know, the other name out there is Jabril Peppers, but 
you know, and maybe he has a great game at Ohio State and scores, you know, defensive touchdown and offensive touchdown and special teams touchdown or something. But I mean, it, it's going to take, I mean, it's going to take Louisville losing, I think, to uh, really open up that race. I'm still not sure uh, who catches Jackson. Uh, you know, Deshaun Watson's there basically because he's a name. I mean, I think Jackson's clearly been the, um, at least for players you would consider for the Heisman, you know, obviously they're defensive linemen that would be in in the discussion for best player in college football, but I, I really, you know, I, I really think Jackson's a favorite. I don't really see anybody stepping in there. Yep. Is that, they still got Houston, right? Is that next week? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah Thursday night, yeah. Definitely doesn't have as uh, much luster as it did a few weeks ago. Yeah, no, that, looked fun. that one looked better at the beginning of the season, yeah, definitely. Sure did. All right, so kind of hit on Houston a little bit with the two losses. Who's another team that you see um, that's lost a few games, maybe lost some uh, – some side of what they originally set out to accomplish that you think is just going to mail it in the rest of the year? Uh, hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one. I think uh, I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but, you know, looking at especially, you know, what happened last year, I think LSU may be in danger of that. You know, Coach O got on sort of a hot run there, but they don't really have a – I mean, they've lost to some good teams by close margins, but they don't really have a uh, – you know, marquee win. You know, they, they sort of got on this winning streak, and then you know that was a really deflating loss to Alabama. I mean, yes, their defense was great. Yes, you know that was a close game, but you know that's still a pretty deflating loss. And like last year, I think you know that could really have an effect because you know if you're at LSU and you're at the SEC title race, you just lost your rival again. You know, that's pretty deflating. Yeah, they're you know, three losses. They don't really have much to play for left. So I think that. That's a that's a danger where you know, uh, Coach O really needs to you know, step down and uh, you know not lose that team. Is there any chance uh, you think he ends up with that job long term? Yeah, I think there's a definite chance if he wins out. I mean, the problem, uh, you know, the question is really who takes that job. I think you know, uh, Jimbo Fisher has been in the rumor since last year. You know, I think he's if he's interested, that's a viable option. That's also a very expensive option. Uh, yeah, because he's making a lot of Florida State, so you got to up him and you know give him uh, money to hire new coordinators. Uh, Tom Herman, you know, maybe if you know, there, I think the reporting's been that you know if uh, Texas opens up, that's the destination for him. So I really don't see who the other options are for LSU. You know, it may be a situation where you know they give uh, Orgeron a you know uh, you know a couple like two or three year deal. Uh, for not that much money, you know, give him basically give him another year to show he deserves the job. But yeah, I mean, I think he's he's definitely among the favorites, if not the front runner to land it. You think Texas opens up? Whew, that's a tough one. I mean, I from what it sounds like, if uh, Charlie wins out, you know, they go eight and four. That's you know, it's not up to Texas standards, but that's uh, you know, that's that's definitely improvement over last year. You know, they got a young quarterback. I think there's potential there. You know, uh, Shine's come up, uh, Tom Herman a little bit, as we mentioned before. I I think, it, you know, I don't know how much it proves if you, you know, you beat West Virginia, Kansas, and TCU. But I, I think, you know, closing the season with five straight wins, it'd be hard to get rid of them. Right. All right, so been keeping up with your picks a little bit 10 and 0 the last two weeks uh that's looking pretty good so who you got for us this weekend any uh any good plays looking so far uh still still working on this uh you know got a little sidetracked by the election but uh i think one big one i'm looking at is uh arizona state plus five and a half against utah yeah uh you know if you look at arizona state's defense it's same basically same defense i've had the last couple years you know they generate a lot of pressure up front they're pretty good stopping the run. Yeah, you know, they get after quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, but you know if you can get, if you can survive that, you know you can beat them through the air. That's not really Utah's game. Utah wants to come in and run the ball fifty times, and I'm, you know I, I think this is a bad matchup for them. And you know if you look at Utah, I think uh, six of their eight uh, games against FBS opponents this this year have been decided by one score. Uh, so you know you got Arizona State at home five and a half points. I think that's a uh, that's a pretty intriguing bet. Um, I'm also looking uh, again staying in the Pac-12. I like uh, Oregon plus three against Stanford. 
this isn't the Stanford team we've uh, you know come to see over the last few years. You know, they're they're still pretty well coached. They're still a pretty solid program, but this is not the dominant team in the trenches at least on either side of the ball. I think if if you're gonna uh, stop or you know if you're gonna stop shut down Oregon, you need to be able to shut down their their running attack. You know, that's that's still the, the one part of this Oregon team that's you know up to par from years past. And I, you know, if uh, Stanford sort of struggled with that this season. I'm not sure they're quite up to that task. And if you're not going to stop Oregon's running attack, you got to score with them. And Stanford's offense has been pretty putrid this year. Uh, so that's another game I'm looking at, too. Yeah. I think I saw where, like, last time I looked, like 92% of the public's on Utah for, I think it was a Thursday night game. So that should be. Yeah, it said I'm looking at 72, but yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the top public play on the board. So yeah, that's that's something you want to uh, consider. Absolutely. All right, well, we'll get you out of out of here on this one. Uh, one more for you: Is there uh, any potential for chaos this weekend in your eyes? Uh, not. Um, I mean, I guess the I guess the big one would be USC uh, upsetting Washington. I mean, that sort of puts the Pac-12. I mean, I, st- I still think Washington winning out, if they win the Pac-12, you know, one loss, that, that's probably good enough to get in. You know, the committee's inclined to take conference champions. The Big 12's not going to have one that's, you know, playoff worthy. So I think I still think Washington gets in there with one loss. But, I mean, that that's a loss that really, you know, if SC can get that upset, that's a, that's a game that really uh, could change the picture. I mean, you know, if you look at the other cont- contenders, you know, Ohio State, I mean, maybe Maryland, you know, Ohio State, Maryland, your question is whether, uh, you know, Maryland can, can cover the 28 and a half or whatever this, the spread is. I mean, yeah, you know, there's there's not, you know, maybe Michigan, you know, Michigan could get up that as well. But I, I really think SC and Washington is the game to watch this week. All right. Well, I appreciate you joining us again. That's Ty Duffy from The Big Lead. Uh, check him out on Twitter at Ty Duffy uh, and at TheBigLead.com. Ty, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for having me. All right, again, Ty Duffy, um, thanks again for joining us. You can find him at thebiglead.com. So we're going to get into our own college football picks now. Uh, like Ty hit on a little bit earlier, not a great weekend. Again, uh, a couple lacking weekends in a row, really. Um, so I mean, we'll try to make the most out of it. We'll try to make everybody some money. Lots of Thursday and Friday night games which is the norm come late season. We got some some weeknight action going on right now too and they've officially been blacklisted for me cuz I don't think I've ever hit on a Tuesday or Wednesday night game. But uh that's where, that's where I make my uh, get that bankroll flowing into Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Got to make it on the match on Tuesday and Wednesday. I took a beating on all those games last week. But uh took a beating on the damn World Series too, but you know that's fine. It was almost worth it to watch that game 7 unfold. It was good stuff. But we'll, uh, we're going to hit on our Thursday or Friday night game. Favorite game, lots to choose from. Boomer, what would you take? Oh, i got to go on uh, Thursday night. A little bit of a line that didn't uh, didn't make a lot of sense to me. Arizona State Sun Devils yep. getting the six. In I hit on that too. It's going to be uh, it's going to be hot down there. Utah, I usually love riding them. I usually love that defense power running game, but they're a little bit different away from home. And uh, I think Thursday night has a weird vibe to it. Give me the uh, Sun Devil, Devils plus the six. All right, uh, Collier, what's you uh, what's your take on these Thursday or Friday night games? Yeah, I kind of forgot to get a game for uh, Thursday and Friday. So, uh, any idea what the Browns Ravens over under is? Uh, the over-under in that game, I can check it for you real quick, is probably going to be in the 40s. And sure enough, it is at 44. Yeah, I'm taking the over. Okay. So Browns, Ravens, over for Collier of 50 or 44. Um, I'm with you, Boomer. Arizona State, Ty hit on that a little bit too. Um, I was looking at the lines. That made no damn sense. Utah should be a lot bigger favorite than six on the road against a really not good Arizona State team, but they're getting some players back this week. Who do they play? They play a Pac-10 schedule so far. And public's about 90% on Arizona State, or on Utah here, so line stinks, public's all over it. Vegas usually hits those. I'm going to take it as well. Uh, Did you see that story on the uh, Utah running back? The one who quit and came back? Yeah, I'm just different. That's an inspirational story. Yeah, big time. 
No, I have not seen that. All right, so that's our Thursday or Friday night games. Plenty of action there. Uh, so now we'll go to – well, first of all, let me take a step back. It really just dawned on me. This is the college football section, and Collier's giving you the Browns-Ravens over, but that's fine. Uh, we'll allow it. Yeah, dude, you got to pull it. Yeah, Trump, you got to allow it. Yeah. All Pretty right. official stuff we're doing here on the podcast this week. So next up, um, the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Auburn versus Georgia. This is uh, – people are just kind of writing this off as an Auburn win. Uh, Auburn 10.5-point road favorites between the hedges. Boomer, who you like here? Man, it's tough. Auburn is for sure overvalued right now. However, Georgia lost to Vanderbilt, and I'm seeing that the line has gone down to 10 currently at most of the uh, Las Vegas sports books. So, I usually I hate taking the points, but I don't think Georgia's going to be able to score. And um, 3.30 game, CBS, Auburn trying to get ready for that Alabama game at the end of the year. Give me, give me Auburn minus the 10. Collier? Collier? Yeah, this is a, a weird line. Uh, I wonder if Pat Bay's playing. What now? I wonder if Petway's actually playing. Uh, he said game time decision. I doubt he plays. Is Sean Watt okay? Oh, yeah, he's magically fine. That yeah, they, yeah. He, they have these magical injections that they give to uh, football players nowadays that make them feel better for about... Some of that uh, can of can juice? <laughs> Some of that Jordan special juice. <laughs> I will take Georgia plus 10. I, I mean, they're at home. Why the hell not? No, yeah, I'm taking Georgia too. Um, I think this is kind of a look ahead. I know Auburn's got Alabama A and M next week, but I think they they start looking ahead to Alabama a little early. So I'm gonna take uh, Georgia to keep it close. Next up, we've got LSU minus seven off of the game against Alabama at Arkansas. Collier, who you like here? Yeah, so both these guys are coming off emotional highs. Uh, one. Because they shut down Alabama offense, I guess that's a win for them with LSU. And then Arkansas with a big win. Uh, I think this game will be kind of weird. I think LSU is going to run for a lot of yards because that Arkansas D is not very good on the run game. I could see LSU coming out pretty fast, getting up top, Arkansas coming back, and LSU just blowing them out in the second half, maybe by a 14-point victory. So I'm taking LSU. All right, Boomer. Man, I absolutely love this game. Teams are seven and forty-two against the spread after the week after playing against Alabama. Obviously, physically tolling, emotionally tolling. Arkansas in favor. Brett Bielema so hot right now. Give me the seven. I, I would take Arkansas minus seven in this game if I could. Ooh, that's uh, that's bold. I don't know about that. Maybe a little Arkansas money line again for you, Boom. Um, I like Arkansas, too. Like you said, um, teams are notoriously bad against the spread after Alabama, especially LSU. They've lost outright in the last couple of years in this spot. Um, I think they could again. I don't know. But does this line not look weird to y'all? Do y'all not think it would be a smaller line? No. I don't Even know. Even though they're 24-25? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I mean, I guess on the road, 7 I, it's not what I thought it was. I was excited when I got it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but uh, I, I, Arkansas, I mean, they're set up perfectly to battle this LSU team. I think Allen's going to be putting up some touchdowns. I don't think LSU's going to be able to. Yeah, they played Alabama light last week, uh, the less physical version of Alabama. Got the win big, so uh, and didn't get beat up quite as bad. So I think that's one to look out for. Um, next up, the biggie. Of the weekend, USC, uh, five-game winning streak, eight-point road dogs at Washington Saturday night. Collier, who are you taking here? Yeah, I'm, I'm really just hoping for a good game. Uh, 8.5 seems like a lot for USC teams playing really good. But Washington at home is another it's, – it's just – they're beasts. I mean, they're just beating the shit out of people at home. Um, I would like to say I take USC – but I just think Washington at home is too good, and USC is just not there for me. I'm taking Washington minus right. eight. Boomer? Yeah, I mean, 
I agree. I agree with that. What's it at? Eight right now? Yeah, somewhere between eight, eight and a half. Um, I think Washington's the real deal. USC's had a fine couple of games. Todd Helton, I mean, I don't know what he's doing. I guess he's doing something right. but Todd Helton, former Rockies first baseman? It's, uh, it's Clay. Uh, I, I call him Todd. We're boys. Okay. The, it's, I don't know. It's kind of a special thing that we do back and forth. That's cute. But, uh, the Huskies, their defense has impressed the hell out of me. I think they're quick. Their secondary is going to be able to match up with uh, old Juju nice, nicely. I think Jake Browning, Heisman candidate, he's going to be airing it out on that USC. Very poor, uh, very poor right side of the defense. I think uh, I think they cover the fairly easily. Yeah, all good points. I'm with y'all. Uh, I think they cover Washington at home. What they want to do. Um, I think though, like USC, Washington's run defense isn't great. Actually, not very good at all. But I don't think USC is great on the ground. So, I mean, I think they'll try to impose their will early. But I think Washington will kind of shut that down, make them throw the ball. I like Washington at home big. Um, I hope it's a good game, like Collier said. But I don't think it will be. Uh, I think Washington takes care of business. You kind of see that polish seem to the shine to uh, fall off on USC a little bit after this five-game winning streak. So the next game, we've got Saturday night in Iowa. Kinnick Stadium, uh, they don't host many night games there, so when they do, they really get up for it. we got Michigan Wolverines, 21-and-a-half-point dogs on the road in Iowa. Collier, give me what you got here. All right, yeah, so this line's so tempting to go for Iowa. But I I just can't do it. Last week, they looked awful against Penn State. And I think Michigan, they might be the real deal until maybe they play somebody at a conference. I'm gonna uh, take the, I'm gonna take Michigan, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it down at 21 instead of 21.5. Okay, boom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Iowa. Think about it. They were where were they ranked coming into this season? 14, 13. Yeah, they were top 15. I mean, clearly, clearly the uh, the pollsters kind of like uh, the election last night. Messed up at some point. I mean, the problem is, is for whatever reason, Michigan has just been throttling people, and it makes it makes no sense. But the line is is so high this week. Let's see, the game's at eight o'clock. Man, that's tough. I, give me Iowa. Plus, the I think the line's actually gone up to twenty two now. It's just it's been getting pounded. So, if if you see a line hit twenty three, I think you can make it all the way up to twenty four before game time. Give me Iowa in the points. Yeah, I actually like Iowa a lot here. Like I said, they don't get too many night games there. Um, they get hyped for it. It's a uh, it's a tough place to play. Michigan will win, but they didn't beat Michigan State uh, on the road by near. I think they won by nine. And I think Iowa's a better team than Michigan State. I know it's a rivalry game, but Iowa will kind of treat this. I think you can kind of compare this. I think Penn State's obviously a lot better than Iowa, but are they 28 points better than Iowa? I mean, they played last week, but, you know, I don't remember the final. They might have won by 28, but. Yeah, it was 41 to 3. Okay. So they maybe, maybe they are 28 points better. You know, <laughs> kind of taking a shit all over my logic here, but I don't care. I'm still taking Iowa. Plus 21.5 at home. I'm going to wait for the points to go up, but I still like it at 21.5. So that does it for our college games. Um, decent slate. Like I said, nothing too special. Nothing to cancel plans over on Saturday. But uh, NFL looks really, really good this weekend. Unfortunately, we have to start Thursday night with the Browns plus 10 on the road in Baltimore against the Ravens. Collier, any chance that uh, you think the Browns keep it within the number here? Okay, so last week, y'all were high on the brown, and they just shit the bed. They did, indeed. <laughs> they shit their pants. It, I mean, it was brutal. That game was over before it started. Uh, this They got plus 10 on the road. Uh, big story here is, can the Browns go 0-16? I think they can. And I'm taking the Browns plus 10. Oh, okay. A little flip-floppy there. <laughs> um, Boomer? Oh, man, love the Ravens right here. Home team, points make no sense. That's why I'm taking them, usually in these NFL games. Clearly, 
they're seeing something on the Ravens side. I, I think that it might be a little bit inflated with just what we've seen on these Thursday night game home home teams in these games. But uh, I, I think the Ravens win this one fairly easily. Okay, uh, I like the Browns, and I like the Browns to maybe pull the upset here outright. Um, I don't think the Ravens are that good. The Browns hadn't looked better until last week. Um, Dallas just came in, like I said, to kind of shit all over them. But Dallas does stuff a lot different than than the Ravens do. And, I mean, the Ravens, they want to run the ball, but they haven't been able to this year. Offensive line hasn't been great. How hungry are the Browns going to be having to travel to Baltimore a short week and actually go in? And you know Baltimore's going to hit them. So, I mean. I think they have to be looking at it like nobody in the world wants to go 0-16. Nah. Like they're professionals. They don't want to go 0-16. And they're looking at this as a winnable game. Yeah, they've got other winnable games hopefully down the road. I don't think they see this as one of them. I don't know if they do. I'm liking the Browns. Uh, We'll see tomorrow night. Next up, uh, hit on the Cowboys a little bit there. They are traveling to Pittsburgh uh, Sunday afternoon. Last time I looked, that's a two and a half. And we'll check it for the most recent. Um, but yeah, the Dallas Cowboys two and a half point underdogs on the road in Pittsburgh. It started at three, down to two and a half. Collier, who you like? Oh, it's down. It's down to two now. Uh, All right. Okay. So- Dak Prescott has been amazing this year. Hopefully the guy continues to play because I think he deserves it. Um, Steelers have been such a big disappointment. I know they've been dealing with injuries, but I thought they had enough to win the Super Bowl this year. and They're just not playing like it. Uh, I know it's at home, but Steelers looked really bad last week against the Ravens. So I'm taking Cowboys plus two. All right, Ben. Um, I love the Steelers right here. Another another win in a row. It, the Steelers, the, the reason that this is not three and a half for the Steelers is because Ben Roethlisberger had a sluggish first half of the game coming back with the injury. He proved that he's still got it at the end. He just had to knock a little bit of the dust off. Yeah, people are acting like he was terrible the whole game. He had a yeah. pretty good second half. They had a chance to come back and win the entire game but to possibly win it at the end. The fact that this is at home, I mean, the Cowboys are going to have to stop this streak at some point. I get that they're a fairly good football team, but I'm not buying the second-best team in the league. I think that this is kind where they slow down, pump the brakes, feel like, oh, okay, that's not really the team they thought that we thought they were. I think they'll score some points, but I mean, the Steelers high powered offense. I think they they get the the three, the field goal win right here. I'm with you. I think the Steelers win this game as well. If it was three and a half, I might try and stay away, but uh, three I like, two and a half I meant I like. Um, they got to step it up. I mean, they're, are they going to really go to four and five? Because I don't think they are. Um, so. Yeah, they're the more desperate team right here. That's the, that's the team you always want to bet on. Yeah, and I mean Dallas is really good, but I've been saying it for a few weeks. Roman may be he may suit up this week, and if he suits up, that's a lot different for Dak Prescott. Him looking over there with Romo wearing his number nine, then Romo wearing his starter hat backwards and uh, his uh, sweatsuit. So, I think uh, yeah, I'm changing my pick too. I think. <laughs> Alright, so I just think they've won too many games in a row. I think it has to come to an end, like you were saying. So that that's I gotta go with the Steelers. Alright, so we got three on the Steelers here. This is one of those scenarios it's like a team in the NF or in college football who was undefeated against the spread, much like Colorado was earlier. You just gotta start fading them at some point because I think the, the streak comes to an end. I mean, they're good. I don't think they're eight and one good though. So I, I like. I think we all like the Steelers here, according or apparently now that Carter has switched. Um, yeah. Next up, uh, juicy Sunday night matchup should be finally, fun. Finally, we have a good one. What now? Finally, we have a good Sunday night. Well, game. we've had a couple good ones on paper, but um, they have not lived up to the hype. The Steelers or the Seahawks travel to New England. The Seahawks just got off that uh, really good Monday night game, actually. Against the Bills. Uh, Seahawks, seven and a half point dogs on the road in Foxborough. Uh, Boomer, who you got here? I hate gambling against Tommy, but the Seahawks offense looked, uh, looked pretty good last week. Jimmy Graham finally looks like he's Jimmy Graham. Yeah, he looks really good. He, he's, Russell Wilson's finally getting back to where he was last year with the mobility and being able to run around. Defense looked, looked okay. I mean, Tyrod Taylor. 
ran around and had a good first half. But, I mean, seven and a half, it's a lot of points in the NFL, especially for a Sunday night game. I hate gambling against the Patriots. But, I mean, I think the Seahawks are, are a fairly good, good liar right here. Yeah, I'm with you. I like the Seahawks here. Um, I'm over against on betting against Brady this year, and he's undefeated against the spread. I think they're seven and one against the spread. Only loss was that Buffalo game, but I think that the Seahawks they may win this game. This is one of those games that uh, the Patriots could lose. I mean, they're coming off a bye. I think they'll be a little more focused, but I like the Seahawks in the points here, Collier. Uh, I like the, the Patriots. Seahawks played in that Monday game, so it's kind of a shorter week. And the Pats are coming off a of bye, so I think the Pats will beat them down. See, I think sometimes a shorter week might be exactly what you need when you're playing the Patriots, so you don't ever think things. But who knows? We'll see on Sunday night. Uh, it is cross-country. It is cross-country, but it's a night game, so you don't have to worry about the uh, the mess, messed up uh, time start times. All right, so... Next up, Monday Night Football, the Bengals of Cincinnati, two and a half point uh, home or under road underdogs to the uh, New York Giants. The Giants, two and a half point favorites. Boomer, who are you liking this game? Well, I mean, I was looking at this game. Has there been a more disappointing team in the NFL than the Cincinnati Bengals this year? I mean, they just cannot seem to get it done. I don't know. They Their players are there. No one's hurt. I mean, both of these teams have lost their value almost weekly. But the Giants, I feel like they, they still have a chance to win the division. They're starting to get it together on offense or defense as much as they paid for it. It has to come together at some point. But this being in the Meadowlands and – the Giants are, are kind of getting that half point of value. I like them at the minus two and a half. All right, Kyle. So, fantasy-wise, I think this could be a huge game. I think they're going to score 30 each. Uh, A.J. Green's going off. Odell Beckham's going off. Both quarterbacks are going off. And I'm taking Giants minus 2.5. All right. I'm fading y'all. I like the, uh, the Bengals. You talked about the Giants still have the division in front of them. So do the Bengals. I mean, nobody – Baltimore sitting atop that division right now, four and three. Um, so, I think Cincinnati's got the weapons, the talent. I think they'll get the win on Monday night. Take the money line here. Uh, plus two and a half on Monday night, like the Bengals. So, that is our scheduled NFL games. We've hit through our scheduled college games. Next up, we got the vault. Uh, five of our favorite games, college or pro. Maybe we shift off the radar a little bit, like Collier did for Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week last week. Um We'll go ahead and get to the vault, Collier. We'll uh, we'll give you the honors this week. Who are you looking? Who are you looking at taking this weekend? Nice. Let's do it. All right, we're going fast and steady. And first, we're going Baylor at Oklahoma. I think Baylor is off the wagon here. The players are not on the same page as the head coach. Head coach wants to get the frick out of there. Give me Oklahoma plus fifteen point five at home. Minus. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been badass though if it was plus. Yeah. That would be a hell of a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that sounds like one of those Gulfhorn sports books right there. Hey, man, you got to take it like it is. Minus two times. <laughs> uh, South Carolina at Florida. I'll take USC plus 11. I mean, why the fuck not? Uh, Kentucky at Tennessee. I'm taking plus 13.5. Kentucky, once again, why not? Uh, West Virginia at Texas. I think... This could be a, another one of those 45, 50 games. I'll take Texas minus two. Boo. Um, Ohio State at Maryland. I'm taking Ohio State minus 29. Maryland's just awful, and Ohio State's back on it. All right, so Oklahoma minus 15.5. USC minus 11. Kentucky plus, plus 13.5. USC, South Carolina, you know. Uh-huh. All right, Kentucky plus 13 on the hook. Texas minus 2 and Ohio State minus 29. Collier's vault. Boomer, who you got? Well, I, I started out actually looking at the uh, Alabama-Mississippi State spread with uh, taking Mississippi State plus the 29 points. But then I thought to myself, I said, uh, 
Better not, because I'm already going against the Patriots. I don't have the balls to go against the Patriots and Alabama in the same weekend, so I held off. That's so, a smart move. Starting out, a little NFL action. Give me the Jaguars plus the two at home against Houston without J.J. Watt. I, I think that uh, the Jaguars have hit pretty much the the bottom that they're going to get in value in this week is when they start making the climb. They're a lot better team than they've played so far. Next, give me the Texas Longhorns minus the two. I like it. Following Collier on that one against West Virginia. Line make, makes no sense in this. West Virginia's a one-loss team. Could still win the Big 12. Love Texas. Love Charlie Strong to get the win outright in this one. Then... Blind dog pick of the week coming at you in the middle. North Texas Bobcats plus 29 at West Kentucky. 29 points. A lot of points. I love taking those points. Then Oregon plus three versus Stanford. Oregon's getting to play this game at home against a Stanford team that just has run out of gas. I think Ty likes that too. What? Ty liked that pick too. It's a good pick. Um, so I, I think that Christian McCaffrey clearly is, has proven that he is the only piece of offense Stanford has. I think Oregon's starting to get their legs underneath them. They're starting to become a shadow of what used to be there. I think they're going to be able to put it on Stanford this weekend at home. Finally rounding it out, Philadelphia Eagles plus one at home against the Falcons. It's minus. Is it minus now? It is. Well, either way, I like that. All right, win by them. I think Atlanta, extremely overvalued. They continue to prove it week after week, but they're barely hanging on to these games. Philadelphia, it's kind of stumbled a little bit, but I love their defense, and I love how it matches up with the Falcons in this week. Yeah, I like that. All right, so Jaguars plus two. The Texas Longhorns minus two. North Texas mean green. I don't know if that's what they are still. Plus 29. Oregon Ducks plus three and the Philadelphia Eagles minus one is Boomer's Vault. Solid stuff, but I got some. I'm going to one-up y'all a little bit here. Starting off uh, with a little AAC action, we're going to take Navy money line at home against Tulsa. Uh, plus one, plus two, somewhere in the neighborhood, sometimes plus three. Uh, take the money line. Navy is Every time they've uh, been gotten points at home, they've won outright. So I like Navy to uh, to do the same on Saturday. Next up, let's head out west. We're going to take the Arizona Wildcats plus sixteen against Colorado. This is one of those where Arizona is going to start looking at like we might get us one here. Uh, probably won't win the game, but it's at home, and they're going to have a lot of momentum on their side, thinking they might can get a win here after they got trounced by Washington State last weekend. Uh, they they got to do something at some point. Rich Rod, there's talk of heating up of him maybe uh, not coming back this year, so I think they'll try to do everything they can to get him a win here. Arizona plus 16. Next up, telling Boomer a little bit, like the Eagles, minus one against the Falcons. Uh, Falcons, good team, good football team, but overvalued. Uh, one big win against a very bad Buccaneers team last week, which we were all on the Bucks, but we obviously uh, we figured out that they're not near as good as we thought they were. So we'll take the. I'm taking the Eagles minus one. Uh, next up, Boomer, you're probably not gonna like this, but I'm taking the Buffalo Bulls against Miami of Ohio. Uh, Buffalo plus eleven. Miami is a road favorite. I don't think they've earned that respect yet, so I'm going to take Buffalo plus 11. And finally. I know you're in the business of uh, losing money. No, I'm in the business of winning money. That's why I'm about to give you this pick right here. This is my patriotic pick of the week uh, for America. Friday night, U.S. is playing in a World Cup qualifier in Columbus, Ohio, against Mexico. And so what we're going to take right here is the exact score to be USA to Mexico zero. Dosa Cero, once again in Columbus, you get plus 1,000 odds on that. U.S. is going to do it again. Dosa Cero, Friday night in Columbus, Ohio. Take the money and run, boys. Wow. Mexico's taking a lot of L's this week. They are. They sure are. They're going to take another one Friday. There was, did y'all see that newspaper in Mexico that they had a picture of Trump and all said, was fuck? Yes. 
And uh, no, you know, it was a typo. I think somebody came out and said that the newspaper was hacked. I saw a uh, interview earlier with uh, Bradley of the U.S. soccer team, and it was it was pretty crazy. They're asking like you know tensions after the election, the result last night. He goes, "Oh, we know they're going to be high. Like they're expected Mexican players to be just." even more pissed off because we elected Donald Trump. So I think that's must-see TV Friday night. What if Trump showed up and he was the goalkeeper? Oh, man. (laughs) He needs to show up with a big USA scarf on. That'd be fun. He filled up the damn wall in front of the goal, that's for sure. I know. He's the fucking wallkeeper. The (laughs) wallkeeper. All right, so Navy money line against Tulsa. Arizona plus 16. Eagles minus one. Buffalo plus eleven against Miami of Ohio and USA Dosa Cero two to nothing win Friday night against Mexico getting plus one thousand odds folks hard to beat that now it's time let's welcome them back I mean let's 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 talk this uh, for a second let's let's table this discussion we've got uh, some political news breaking political news for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know each week we do the Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. Well, our good friend Stone Cold Steve Austin said the other day that he wanted to run for president. Really? He did. And his exact quote was, I'm going to have to find it for you because uh, it has disappeared from my timeline. But his exact quote, Donald Trump, as president, I promise to lower beer prices. And I, that's, that's not a platform you can't get behind, and I don't know what's wrong. What's wrong? Uh- all I could say is it's going to be a Kanye West, Stone Cold Steve Austin race in 2020. And I think we all know who our vote's behind. Woo! Let's Woo! bring him in, folks. Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week time. All right, folks. That's our next president, Stone Cold Steve Austin, coming in the rink. He's bringing locks. 3-0 last week. We're bringing some more for you this week. Boomer, Stone Cold Steve Austin, lock of the week, go. Well, I think uh, your boy Stone Cold is going to be getting that Bernie Sanders vote because he's giving out free money this week Uh right I like my quarterbacks to wear 27, so I'm going with Richard Legault and the Indiana Hoosiers to almost get the outright win, not quite, take them at plus 7.5. Against Penn State, Nittany Lions. Okay, Indiana plus seven and a half. Boomer, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, like week. Collier, you and Stone Cold are boys. Who, who's he giving you this week? Look, dude, I'm not going to lie. Me and Stone Cold, we're getting wild this weekend. And he told me something. He said, dude, you've been on your boys uh, a little bit too hard. I've uh, The last two times, I have not taken the Packers and – both times, they've kind of lost the game. So, he told me if I do it again, he's on a stone-cold stunner my ass. And so, I told him, stone-cold, you're fucking right. I'm taking the Packers plus 2.5 at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, is it plus 2.5? Yeah, dude. Or is that a uh, go-horn special right there? <laughs> That's a go-horn special right there. Go ahead and sign <laughs> me up. Plus yeah, 2. I'll take plus 2.5 too. Uh, it's minus 2.5. Jesus Christ, man. I swear it was plus 2.5 when I looked at it last. But that was late last night. And it's also uh, it's also minus 3, Colonel. No, it's a 2.5. That, you know, it was pretty late last night, and uh, it was kind of stressful, you know. The election was going on. I was drinking uh, some, I don't know what I was doing. Crumberries. Yeah, the, the crumberries. I had some whiskey going on. Um, it was a wild time. And I saw... Plus 2.5, so that's where my Gullahorn lock is of the week, dude. Okay, well, um, what's the judge's ruling here? Do we give him this and uh, in inflated odds and take away those three wins he got last week from Trump if he loses? I guess we're going to have to. I mean, anybody that gets drunk and takes their pants off on a Wednesday night deserves that pick. Yeah. Or, uh, hey, I'm not scared. I'll take him minus 2.5. All right, good, because that's what you're getting, minus 2.5. <laughs> All right, so that's your Stone Cold Steve Austin Lock of the Week. Boomer has Indiana plus seven and a half. Good picks, boys. Good picks. But I'm going to do y'all one better. We're heading for some fun belt Saturday night action. Saturday afternoon, I should say. In the heart of Alabama, 
Troy, Alabama, in fact, hoping, hosting, I'm sorry, Appalachian State. Troy, one-point favorite at home. That's it. That's disrespect. And they know it. And they're going to cover. They're going to win by at least a touchdown. So I'm giving you Troy, minus one against Appalachian State. as my Stone Cold, Steve Austin, lock of the week. Mm-hmm. And you can take that to the bank because it's money. And cash it. Cash it. That's a cash ticket. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So there we go. Stone Cold Steve Austin locks of the week. We've uh, we've hit on Collier Trump last week. Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. Still blown away. He hit that. But you know, it is what it is. Collier Gohorn. Yeah, the nation is also blown away. He is. Collier Gohorn is the new uh, five thirty eight. Yep. Five thirty nine. He's if one you better. just want to know who's going to win the election next time, just ask me and I'll tell you. Is it going to be Stone Cold? Yes. Okay. All right. So uh, we appreciate all tuning in. Good weekend ahead. But I don't know what you got for us, the part, part ways. Man, just uh, all I got is uh, that free money. Just go ahead and go get you a cashier's check and see if you can kind of scam a local small town bank and get as much money out as possible and then put all that money that you just stole from your local hometown bank on the Indiana Hoosiers this week. You can replace it if you want to, if you feel like that's the right thing to do at the time, or you can go to Las Vegas and spend it and have a fun-ass time. But uh, as always, stay wealthy, my friend. Stay wealthy, my friends, indeed. Collier, you got any parting words for us? Yeah, uh, speaking of Vegas, you know, it could be a wild time out there now. I just learned that they have passed the uh, Marijuana Act, so not only can you gamble, you can smoke weed, and some of the counties around there, prostitution is free. So, I mean, you're talking about the free? wild, wild west in Nevada, and it's just fucking crazy times out there. So, everybody, go ahead and have you a Nevada weekend. And that's <laughs> oh, all i got to say. All right, then. Tell the wife you're going to have a Nevada weekend. <laughs> have a good time. I mean, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, from what I've been told. Yeah, except for herpes. That shit will follow you. Yeah, that shit will follow you everywhere you go. All right, folks, we appreciate you tuning in again. Deep Fried Bets Podcast, Chapter 2.10. Thanks to Ty Duffy from TheBigLead.com. Again, catch him on Twitter, at Ty Duffy. Catch us on Twitter, at Deep Fried Bets. We appreciate it. We're uh, growing, growing each and every week, folks, and that's uh, that's all to y'all, so we appreciate that. We're on Facebook, too. Instagram, we've been posting out our locks each week to, you know, kind of drum up some uh, interest in the show and uh, you can also catch us in your girls DMs you can catch us in your girls DMs giving her money and making her have a good time we appreciate y'all tuning in and we'll catch you next week